With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Book your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. No Ricardo Ball, Mark Watson in for Ricardo, but we do have the great man himself, Gordon Simpson, who played for Wellington, played for the Hurricanes, came out of Rosmini here in Auckland, but of course went on, had an international career with Scotland, as well as having spent some time um, playing club rugby or professional rugby in Scotland as well, but he is passionate when it comes to the Hurricanes. Evening to you, Gordon, welcome. Evening, Mark, yep, no, um, I've been around, as you've mentioned, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, um, Hurricanes had a bye last week, so um, back into it this week, so should be um, good chat. Yeah, and up against the Brumbies, arguably the best of the Australian sides. They do bring legacy, they do bring history. Um, they dropped a number of players when they lost to the Crusaders. That is not the case this weekend. No, they've got a strong team um, on paper and um, a lot of experience, especially up front. Um, and I think we've sort of come to realise what the Brumbies are. They're a very structured team. Uh, they retain the possession well, and if the Hurricanes want to compete against the Brumbies, well, they're going to can have to contain their own possession uh, because if they don't, if they don't do that, the Brumbies can make it a very, very uh, long night for them. Um, and obviously, coming off that um, game against the Chiefs, the the Canes want to want to put a performance together again and show those get those doubters out in the um, uh, the Greater New Zealand um, that um, they're not just a team that beats the easy beats. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now they put that first good 40 minutes on against um, the Chiefs and then they Chiefs put 25 unanswered points on. So they've had a couple of weeks to think about it. Um, what are what are the areas of improvement? Is it just a simple case of maintaining concentration for longer periods of time? Is it, you know, when you've had a chance to reflect, what were the areas that let them down against the Chiefs? Yeah, and I think I may have mentioned it last week, I think what they want to do is try and play... 80 minutes as opposed to 40 minutes. Um, how do they do that? Well, obviously they went back to the drawing books and um, are figuring that out. Um, chances, taking the chances that there's moments in a game, the line-out's close to the line, make sure that, that you're, you're actually taking that ball and not sort of overthrowing it or throwing it out in, in, in straight. 50-50 um, passes, all the, all the cliche stuff. Um, so yeah, just taking the chances and, 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 and really focusing on those moments because against a Brumbies team who are very structured, as I've mentioned, um, there might only be two or three in the game that they'll be able to um, take and, and if they can do that, uh, then it'll put them in a better sort of position as far as beating the Brumbies team. Lola Seo up against Morgan, that'll be the battle of the two first fives. Uh, Lola Seo, of course, he well established within the Wallaby setup. Um, and Morgan, um, I'm, I sort of sense from you, not he's not your number one pick in that number ten jersey. No, I think with what the Hurricanes have done this year, with with um, how they've tried to change, tweak a few things, I guess. Um, Brett Cameron's the one with a. I guess the sort of more level head on his shoulders. Um, don't get me wrong, Aidan Morgan's obviously a guy for the future, and he's got um, a lot of talent. And 
but I still think he needs to develop. And I think Brett Morgan, uh, sorry, Brett Morgan, um, Brett Cameron is the man uh, that the Hurricanes need there. But due to injury, he's not available. So, listen, Aidan Morgan's just, I guess, think he just needs to calm down a bit. Maybe not, not sort of be 100 miles an hour. Um, but that comes with experience. Yes, he is a bit green still, and I'm sure Jason and, and the rest of the coaching staff down there have had a chat to him probably after last week's game and just sort of tried to say, listen, breathe a bit more, take it easy, control things a little bit better. Yeah, because the other thing is Roy Gard is still a relatively inexperienced halfback as well, isn't he? And then, you know, you go and have a look um, at the experienced halfbacks, and they are often the calming factor, aren't they? They're the ones that tend to drive the forwards around a lot. Uh, Aaron Smith the absolute ultimate example of it and you know a guy that yeah if you've got an experienced first five you're pleased you've got Aaron Smith inside of him that's not the case with this Hurricanes team No yeah, I mean we all sort of rave about Roy Garden and listen he has been playing well this year and he's he's one of the been one of the form halfbacks but he is inexperienced and there probably is moments especially I guess when you're on the back foot a bit that maybe He's not talking as much as maybe an experienced guy or putting guys together or putting the big guys um, at the stoppage plays and saying, listen, guys, this is what we need to do. Um, and then you look on the other side with the Brumbies, Nick White, you know, with Lolisio. Uh, that's a pretty formidable combination. So I'm sure Nick White will be sort of pressing that a bit this week as well. Yeah, the upfront battle should be an interesting one. Terrell Lomax, Asafa Wamua, Xavier Numia. And then for the Brumbies, you've got Slipper Pollard and Alalatoa. I mean, I think there's probably more interest in how the Australian front row props are going to go against a Hurricanes team that has all blacks in it. And I'd imagine there will be an awful lot of interest from the Australian selectors. I'm sure there will be. Um, And saying that, the Hurricanes front row has been performing well this year. Mm. Um, And... Um, I don't know a lot, a lot about that Billy Polland. I think the the the, the Wallabies um, hooker Lachlan Lonigan, he's on the bench, so they've also got a strong bench to bring off too mm. as well. So, um, and that's where the Hurricanes slipped a little bit, I believe, in that game against the Chiefs when we sort of changed over our front row. Um, listen, yeah, James Slipper and Alan Alatoa, um, formidable, formidable players. They've been around the Australian scene for a while. They've got the experience. So. Um, Probably something that, that'll be really interesting on, on, on Friday night is that um, that um, set phase scrum battle. Because um, like I say, the, the Hurricanes have been performing well in that. And we've got a bit more grunt with uh, Isaiah Walker-Lewery coming mm. back into it. So a mm. uh, bit more sort of, um, I guess, body weight behind the behind them. So yeah, it should be an interesting battle. Yeah, yeah. the substitutes for the Hurricanes, if you haven't heard the team name, you have Devery, uh, Muffaleo and Franks and Delaney. So I mean, you you don't go too far wrong with Franks, do you? I mean, plenty of experience there, big man. Yeah, and I think we, we I think he might have had a tweak or some sort of slight injury last week while he wasn't on, but it's good to have him back on the bench and he brings a lot of experience. So he will definitely need to be brought on in that second half uh, with his experience because, like I said, that Brumby's... Um, sort of front three that are coming off the bench are pretty formidable as well. Big occasion on Friday night for Julian Savia. He'll play his 150th appearance for the Hurricanes. Only TJ Perinara has done that. And ironically, both Perinara and Savera equal, having both scored 58 super tries. Uh, so a chance here for Julian Savia to just go ahead. Yeah, listen. 32 years of age, had a great all-black career, but, you know, still still as a, a still as a formidable player. I mean, he's a player that, you know, the Brumbies uh, are going to have to, you know, have to be very careful with. Yeah, listen, I thought against the Chiefs, um, he was, he held his own. He was, um, he's still playing a good, 
style of rugby, and that's why he's obviously in the fifteen um, starting lineup. So um, you've got a you've got a guy um, Kenny Naholo, who's on the bench that is sort of jumping out of his sort of pants to get on the field. So um, Julian's holding him out and p- playing well. So. As long as he doesn't get overly excited and starts, and um, but I'm sure he won't with his experience. Um, yeah, the Brumbies will have. A, I mean, he's a, he's a he's a big guy and he's a handful of, at the best of times. So they'll be wary of him, especially if the Hurricanes um, look to play a bit more of a running game against the Brumbies. It's actually a very good Hurricanes backline, and just for people who haven't been necessarily aware of the uh, team name, you see Roy Gard at halfback, Morgan at first five, Ray Arce on that left wing. Then you've got Barrett, Umanga, Jensen in the midfield. Pretty good midfield combination. Surveyor on the right wing and Morby at fullback. Yeah, I was looking at this today, and I'm, you know, when you've got a Brumbies, um, I guess, front of eight uh, that are formidable, uh, being, they're all sort of pretty experienced and and they'll want to keep the ball in tight and close like that. Whether the Hurricanes will be looking to play more of an expansive game, and that's when they will bring in those guys, those those guys with that X factor out in that back line. And you're right when you say that um, there's some there's some there's exciting stuff out there. So I'll sing about that day where the Hurricanes will sort of move away from that, I guess, that tight quarter stuff. Um, mm. I mean, obviously they've got to they've got to sort of pull the sleeves up and then initially and and get that go forward. But they might sort of ex- uh, expand their game a bit, like I guess the old days. Yeah, okay, how do the Brumbies approach this? They've, they've got, you know, what, into the ninth or tenth round this week. They've had an opportunity. They've been looking at the tapes. As I said, they're a side that come in with structure. They're a team full of wallabies. You've got Stephen Larkham there in the background. How do you think, the, what is their best chance of beating this Hurricanes team? Just playing their game. I think it's just a matter of set phase. I think they're very confident and... and, um, and reliable as far as the line-outs, the scrums go. Um, they'll probably play a lot close-quarter stuff and try and go through the middle. I guess a bit like the Chiefs tried to do against the Hurricanes in that first half and got away with it in the second half um, when the Hurricanes sort of opened up a bit. So they would have watched that tape. They would have watched what um, the Chiefs got to, to sort of, I guess, open up the Hurricanes in that second half against them. But the the, the Brumbies are, are well renowned for what they do and they, what they do well and that's their, that's their structure that's their set phase, um, so the Hurricanes forwards will have to front up because um, I don't think there's got to be too many surprises. I think they're just going to stick to the the Brumbies game plan and that is the you know even the driving the driving mall off the line out there they're obviously one of the best around at that and they they live and breathe on that so they'll and I guess with that they'll be trying to put the ball up in the corners to other wingers and trying to force them out so they can have that opportunity to do that. Telephone numbers 0800 150 If you are a hardcore Hurricanes fan, you want to jump on the phone, have your say, we would love to hear from you. Telephone number is 0800 150 You can text us here on 8833 if you do have um, a question. Um, if you do have a question for Gordon Simpson, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we will look at possible long-term Coaches, with the news today of Scott Robertson naming his uh, assistant coaches, which will have an impact on the Hurricanes. We'll do that next. It is 15 minutes after seven. You are listening to Hurricane Valley. Mark Watson alongside of me, Gordon Simpson. Uh, Right, we have had a text come in from Michael Holdsworth, and it brings up our next topic. So Hurricanes coach Jason Holland, he's been announced as one of Scott Robertson's assistants and you can understand why he'll be jumping at the bit. It is the All Blacks, it is the biggest brand in world rugby. What does that then mean for the Hurricanes from a coaching point of view? Where do they go now? Do they promote someone from within? Do you need to have somebody who has an affiliation with the Hurricanes or do you just 
put it out there and see who puts their head up and if it ends up being um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head if it ends up being a Dave Rennie it's a Dave Rennie yeah um, yeah it's interesting eh? it's um, I, I had to think about this today and um, you know the, the, the group they got there at the moment seemed to work well together so then you go to you know, do you choose within? And then obviously Chris Gibbs comes up as as the the, 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 the I guess the the forerunner. Uh, then you keep the the Corey Jane, the Tyler Blundell. I think he's apparently he's doing a very good job as well, and he's someone for the future. Jamie McIntosh uh, with the forwards. So they seem to have a good group there. But then you go, do you need a guy who's had the experience? You know, and I guess obviously moving on next. I, I think Dave Rennie. Um, is going to Japan. That's uh, I know he's been approached by the Blues, but the the, the I mean, the yeah, I mean, let's signal. be honest. New Zealand rugby are burnt, and why the hell would you want to come here, mate? Exactly. Um, and so then you look at like, and this is, this is just me, I guess, pulling some sort of names out of the hat. Does Joe Smith become a coach again? I'm not sure, or, or put himself in that position. I know he's probably done some assistant coaching with the Super Rugby in the past in New Zealand. Mm. I don't know if that's something. Um, do you bring a coach back? I mean, um, you know, a guy I played a lot of rugby with back in the day, Mark Hammett, I don't know what he's around at the moment, Chris Boyd. I'm just throwing names out. Or do you bring Tana down yeah. from Auckland? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Chris Boyd did a hell of a job. The only championship they've won, of course. Yeah. Um, and then he he got another one who was burnt by New Zealand rugby, really couldn't be bothered dealing with the Hanson rhetoric and just decided, hey, I'm out of here. Yeah. And couldn't be bothered dealing with Steve Chew either. And I don't blame them. I think those guys bullied New Zealand rugby into submission. But I, I, I you look at this Hurricanes team on paper, and I think if it was a side that, you'd suddenly next year you're getting rid of all this experience and you're rebuilding, you probably look potentially at bringing a coach from the outside. But you feel with this Hurricanes team over the next two to three years, these guys are going to be the real deal. You sense that they are a season away. And I know that this is something that Steve Devine's mentioned as well. This is arguably the best attacking side potentially in the country. So my gut feeling is that you do go with the Chris Gibbs, you do potentially go with, you know, the Corey Janes, the McIntoshes and the tire, you know, and keep that existing Co- coaching group in place uh, because it's not a, it's not it's not about a revolution is it it's a, it's got to be just an evolution yes and I think it's been um, well spoken of and I think like you say um, Steve said it a few times um, Jason Holland's got a great knack of finding young talent and there's some mm. there's some really good young talent in this Hurricanes team so they want to stick together they want to bring them up and like you say um, you know potentially in next year or two be that be the strongest team in the in the comp and look to win that competition um, I guess the only one I, <laughs> I haven't mentioned and probably a little bit from their field and I don't know if he'd ever coach anyone by the uh, Highlanders is I think is Tony Brown is off contract in t- 2020 24, but I don't know if it was his whether he, 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 like that's a yeah. that's a long shot. But no, look, you know. oh, we, we spoke to him last night actually on the Highlander <laughs> oh, show, okay. and I think he, um, you know, look, I mean, he's very clearly highly entrenched in Japanese rugby at the moment. Yeah, um, like anything, isn't it? I mean, what what can they earn here? I mean, I think Super Rugby here in New Zealand, it's a little bit like the same opportunity for the players. You're going to get a pretty solid wicket. You know, you're going to be on a pretty decent income. Uh, you know, relative to other professions, yeah. but really, it's an opportunity for addition for the bigger jobs overseas, with potentially the hopes of sort of All Black honours at some point as a coach. True, true. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it was a little bit out of left field, but it was just yeah, sort of. Um, it's hard because I, 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 yeah, I guess deep down they'll probably go with within, uh, mm. especially with that young group of players that we've discussed. Mm. Um, but 
hey, um, those um, those people who make those decisions are interesting people, and that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, look, okay, so we've talked about the Brumbies. If they can get over the Brumbies, it's quite a good little run in here for the Hurricanes because they then get the Fiji and Drua the following week. And then week after that, they play Moana Pacifica. So based on form, based on what we've seen, you'd expect them to win those two games. Well, the Drua's in Drua, it's Fiji, oh, isn't it? Oh, it's in Fiji, is it? Um, I think so. Um, I could be, yeah, I'm, I'm, correct yeah, me if no, I'm wrong. Is, you're correct, it is Yeah, Fiji. so that's, that's, that's not an easy game, as we've seen it um, with the Crusaders. And um, who else got beat in there? They beat another strong team there too. Um, so, yeah, it's not a, it's not a given. <laughs> I'll give you the tip. <laughs> so, yeah, listen, um, yeah, first and foremost, I want to get over the Brumbies. That'll, yeah. that'll be it. And I guess try and get on a, a bit of a roll again. Because the last two games, Chiefs and the Crusaders, mm. so it ends tough. So they've got three games here where I think they'd be wanting to put a win in the win column. I mean, this team needs to be able to go to Fiji and beat Fiji and Fiji. We understand, yep, how difficult it is to play, but you look at the side on paper, you mentioned the likes of the Jason Hollands. Yes, there's a couple of little learnings that you can take from the Crusaders game where maybe they made too many changes. And I think the thing that goes against Fiji is this regularity of week in, week out, the intensity of the Fijians. Are they used to this? Yes, it's great getting up against the Crusaders, but can you do it every week? And I'm not sure that we've seen that. Yeah, um, I thought the Drua, they paid if I'm right, did they play against the Crusaders? And they did quite well against the Crusaders, even though they... They beat the Crusaders. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they beat the Crusaders. In oh, Fiji. over there. Sorry, yeah. they did too. Yeah, yeah. they did. But uh, who did they play? Oh, no, it was the Chiefs. Yeah. They got beaten badly by the Chiefs. Beaten by the Chiefs. Okay. Um, I think the, the yeah, I think Fiji, whether they... The the Fiji and Fiji versus Fiji here are like a two yeah, different things. Exactly. It's like... Yeah, not even a discussion. No, so whether they just sort of buy, they sort of pick home and away, you know, they say, oh, well, listen, we'll we'll try our best away, but we'll put everything in the basket for uh, at home. So, um, yeah, listen, if, if the Hurricanes, I mean, deep down, if the Hurricanes want to be a competitive team and they want to sort of make the, the top four, whatever it is, um, then they have to beat the drawer in Fiji. Mm. Simple mm. as that. Mm. Now, Brumby's currently sitting second on the table on 31 points, and we've got the Hurricanes sitting there on 27. But I think it's probably fair to say the Brumbies really haven't come up against the quality New Zealand sides yet, have they? Um, they beat the Blues, didn't they? Yeah, beat the Blues. and Yeah, no, fair yeah. to say. Yeah, no, actually in Melbourne, correct. Yeah. And then they put a second string side out against um, Crusaders, the right? Crusaders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, I just like, like you mentioned earlier, they're, they're, the, they're by far the strongest Australian team. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll want to retain that position where they are in the table at the moment. So they'll be all out to go into get this victory over the Hurricanes. So um, the Hurricanes, uh, I'm sure, are aware of that and uh, will have to put up a good performance, a better performance than what they did against the um, the Chiefs, a more of an 80-minute one. Can I ask you this? In these tight situations like this, we see New Zealand rugby sides, they get within goal-kicking range at penalty time and we kick for the corners and we look to try and, you know, put it beyond reach and look for the seven points. I'm sort of getting to the point now where just take the three points on offer, keep the scoreboard ticking over. Uh, is that the Hurricanes' way? Is that the way you expect them to play? Do you make those decisions based on your opposition? Clearly, I can understand deep in the second half and you're trading by a point and there's three points on offer. I get it. But early on, do you just want to keep the school board going or do you want to make a statement early? Oh, I think it's a combination of both. I think um, when, um, I guess when there's, when there's points being scored around, then you're probably going to kick to the corner because there's a lot of points on offer. I think against a team like that, and obviously the opposition, a game, a team against like the Brumbies, um, you put points on the board because um, 
I, th- I think both the, defences will be really strict. This is going to be a close yeah. one, isn't yeah. it? This I, is going to be a close one. Mm, I yeah. think so. And um, and you know the Hurricanes are coming off a, a disappointing second half, and that's what's going to sort of be in the back of their mind. So they'll want to come out all guns blazing, and um, they'll want to put points on because points is you know, points is gold. Scoreboard regardless, pressure. absolutely, yeah, exactly. Keep so, it ticking over, keep it rolling over. Yeah, because you go, you know, you, you get a penalty, you get up three 0 and then you go back yeah. down, you score a try, you got ten nil already, and then you go, well, that was a great yeah. decision. We, you know? th- we think we've got a better bench. We think in the mm. last fifteen minutes we have the potential to to score tries. That's early on, put the pressure on. Yeah. Um, okay, um, give me. So I just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse, and we do appreciate their support. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport. Your DHL Super Rugby Player of the Round, of course, the Hurricanes had the bye, so you mm. can't give me a Hurricanes player. Now I've just got to think of a who played on the weekend. I sort of took a break away from it. So have you got a player you want to name, Mark? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why does everyone keep asking me this? Did anyone, did anyone jump out of, <laughs> off the screen to you that said, oh, yeah, this is a good performance? Um well, I, I, I actually, to be to be fair, um, and we've had this discussion. I thought Harry Plummer actually played pretty well at second five eight for the Blues. Yeah, and I think I, I listened to you as I drove home last week when we were talking to um, Steve, and um, you know, I think there was uh, mention of a journeyman and stuff like that. But I think um, I think you're right. I think he he actually played really well. Um, yeah, and, and I don't mind saying I get that wrong, but you know, you have yeah. a perception of certain players, don't yeah. you? And I sort of put the Bringatlins in that world, and I know it's a hard thing because to get to that level, you're a great rugby player. Like I've I've never been one of these ones. Oh, let's pick our worst All Black fifteen of all time. Sorry, you got to be a hell of a rugby player to make the All Blacks. There's yeah. never been a bad All Black, you know. So, um, I don't think journeyman's a bad a bad comment. I think it's a great comment. I think it's at least you're getting talked about and, you, and you're in the frame. Well, and you're, you're in, a utility, you're in the conversation. aren't you? And often, you know, you go back throughout the history. You've got to have Mister Reliable in the background, don't you? You've got to have those guys in the background that you can rely on that get the job done. Yep. Um, who's an example in the Hurricanes? You know, I guess a guy like um, uh, James Blackwell. There you go. Yeah. Then the name straight away. No, nothing flash about him, nothing mm. out, but he just does his core role and just gets stuck in. You know, he's he's not flamboyant or anything like that. He but just he just you know he will. You need him in the team. He's one of the first players yeah. you put a probably on the team yeah. sheet, and he's the one then that allows the X Factor players correct in time to break free and do what they do do best. Yep, correct. Yeah, no, it's um yeah certainly don't mean that ever in a derogatory <laughs> term if that comes across that way. So um, we'll just run through that. Uh, Hurricane Valley. Let's just touch again here on your loose forward trio because, God, this loose forward trio impresses the hell out of me. Devin Flanders, we've spoken about how good this guy is in the six years. He's been arguably almost the find of the Super Rugby season from a New Zealand point of view. Duplessis Karifi, uh, who's been part of the All Black setup in the past, and Adi Severe, of course. Um, you're happy with those? You're happy with those three? Yeah. Um, and I think this week uh, Caleb Delaney comes onto the bench. He does. Yeah. Um, I think he's been injured or he's been out for a while because um, no Peter Lackey there. So now, has he been dropped or has he been rested, Lackey? Well, I think he's been dropped because he's not in the um, unavailable. Because that's disappointing. Because yeah. God, he was good last year for the Lions. Yeah. Um, listen, he's he's he's. Uh, I guess he's a work in, in in progress. You know, you've just mm. got to you've got to bide your time with him and and build him up. And I guess not throw him into the deep end all the time. Um, plus, Caleb Delaney's a, a solid player, and be, you know he it's, it's his chance to get get some minutes out in the field. Um, and and you know. th- they need to get these guys match fit because, yep. as we've said, there's still some pretty big games to come. You know the attrition rates there. You know they were only an injury away, and you've got to have these guys playing, don't you? You yep. got the Chiefs, you got the Crusaders. It could be the difference between making the top four 
and having sort of uh, home advantage versus having to travel. Exactly. So now these guys need game time, uh, and they've still got a few other players to come off the bench too. Um, before this, obviously, we got on here, we're talking about Ruben Love too. We haven't seen him this year yeah. either, so yeah. we're not sure, we're sort of unaware where he is at the moment. So there's a lot of players. Okay. Uh, right, we're going to have to wrap this up, Gordon, but just yep. quickly, um, Hurricanes by how many? Ooh, um, I'm going to go uh, eight points, just yeah. over a converted try. Yeah, I had seven in the back of my mind. Mm. Yeah, but, I think Geordie will make the conversion for But a lot of people point. talking about the Crusaders-Chiefs game, but I think there's as much interest in I think we find out on Friday night how good the Brumby team really is. Yeah, I don't care about the Chiefs-Crusaders. It's all, about, it's all about the Hurricanes. You're a beautiful man. You're a very, very attractive, intelligent, intellectual man. Oh, dear. Jeez. I'm, I'm sitting here in my Hurricane shirt. I know. I've got to get more mirrors in my house. <laughs> it is 28 minutes after 7 again. Just want to acknowledge DHL. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. The Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrance. A special thanks to Gordon Simpson. That is another edition of Hurricane Valley. We'll do it all again next Wednesday between 7 and uh, 7.30. Enjoy that game Friday night set to go. It is the Hurricanes in Wellington hosting the might of the Brumbies.